Welcome to the Blooming League of Original Podcasts. G'day and welcome to another edition of Thrash and Treasure, the Torture Chamber musical comedy podcast where two ships don't so much as pass in the night as crash into each other's starboard musical taste. I'm Gareth and joining me as always, the man who is the ever-given cargo ship to my Suez Canal, my co-host Aaron. How are you going, mate? Um, hang on, sorry, I'm trying to think of a, a funny, witty response. <laughs> oh, um... <laughs> Yeah, the the timing might be off a bit on this one. Yeah, I know. See, I was I being topical. Sh- I, I know. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of a good thing. Um, oh, I don't know. Hey, how you doing? That was really good. That was really funny. <laughs> I've got to come back. I've literally woke up half an hour ago, so um, I I don't That's even right. know if I'm here or what. But good day to everyone. How you doing out there? And how you doing this week, Gareth? I'm going really well. Yeah, I'm good. Going You're really awake. Well. I'm awake here. Yeah. Oh, at least one of us is. I wrote that uh, while you were sleeping, as it turns out. So. Oh, I love that movie. Good old Sandy Bullock. Don't we okay. all want to fall in love with someone when they're asleep and they don't have to uh, talk I, back to us? That kind of sounds creepy. Yeah, it does a bit, doesn't it? It was doesn't a bit it? of a creepy movie, but it's so romantic and sweet. I want someone to watch over me while I'm sleeping. And now I've said that out loud, no. Mm, um, just not. Just not the dude. That was the episode, and this is oh, this is awful that I even remember this. There was an episode of Friends where one of the dude's new roommate would literally sit there in the room watching him sleep. Eddie, yes, he would. Okay, <laughs> all right, yeah, yeah. Adam Goldberg, I think it was who played him. Yeah, um, that was when okay. Joey became a big famous actor on uh, Days of Our Lives. Well, not a big famous actor, but he, you know, moved into his mm. new apartment. So. But I've had a bit of a, a strange mm, week. But you always do, but tell me. Yes, no, I uh, I was doing some some tidying up of just some old drawers and stuff your, like your that. Your drawers? And, you know, boxing, yeah, boxing things mm. away. Um, Like a chest of drawers, not my underwear drawers. Right, not into your drawers. Okay, yep, all right. No, no, I wasn't rummaging around there. I haven't done that in a long time, <laughs> pre-COVID. Um. But anyways, I found the strangest <laughs> thing. I found, you're going to mm. laugh, I found an empty cigarette lighter mm. wrapped up in a 20-year-old condom. Mm. Okay, I know it's not a family sh- I know it's not a family show, but what? Wrapped up in an elastic band. <laughs> right? So it's the condom around the lighter, the cigarette mm. lighter, which is dead, like it's gone. It's mm. as old as it's it's like, when I picked it up, it felt... You know when mm, rubber goes old? It. Like, elastic bands go old, and you can yep. feel like this is really, really yeah. old. And I felt like the condom was just going to snap within the packet, Ew. right? Because it was so old and dried. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, what the fuck? What? Why is this stashed away in the back of my drawer where there's some, you know, mm. private things like yep. photos and, and letters from people and stuff like that? You know, your, your naughty yep. drawer or whatever. <laughs> Um, okay. And then I remembered, right? And probably about three o'clock in the morning, I was crying with laughter on my own. Because all right, I'm gonna let's paint a picture at 17, 18 year old me with a mohawk. All right, and 
tattoos and by then and piercings and a leather jacket mm. and ripped jeans and tartan pants underneath the ripped jeans and me Doc Martens and all that, uh, which I still have, yeah, ripped to shreds. Anyways, I was on a, uh, I had mm-hmm. picked up, let's just say, I, I picked up a guy and we went into the shops, in, into the mm. service station to buy condoms. Yes. Yeah. Obviously, because, you know, we want to be safe. And back mm. then, like, this was the early 2000s, two young guys didn't really yep. feel comfortable mm. going in together to a shops to buy condoms. Um, but anyways, and we were a little bit drunk and, mm. and probably stoned at the time too, I, I have no doubt. Anyways, I, oh my God, I can't believe I, I actually... I can't believe I found this and I cannot believe I'm bringing this up. I don't mm. think I've told anybody this story in my life, okay? So this... Not even my best friends. Not 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 Lara. Oh, wow. Here's an exclusive. Another exclusive on Thrashing Treasure. Nobody has ever heard this story. <laughs> right? That's so embarrassing. Anyway, so right. we sort rock of did a, a hammer, scissors, paper. Rock, scissors, paper if you're... American, but I say hammer, hammer, scissors, paper. That sounds better. That's rhythmic. You're the only person who says hammer. Rock, scissors, paper. That's not rhythmic. Hammer, scissors, paper. That's rhythmic. Okay. Mm. We settled that argument. Good. Aaron's right. Anyway, so we did that. I lost. I had to go in and ask for them (laughs) while he sort of lingered behind in the store behind me because we didn't want to go up to the counter together. We didn't know if we were going to get gay bashed or what. You know, both of us had probably been well i know i had i can't say about him because he was pretty okay. much a random stranger who i have never seen again in my life thankfully after this instant because um i went up acting all cool and you know I've, my mohawk was sort of half up half yep. down so I, I sort of look like a you know i've had a good night acting oh, oh you know can i go you know um, can i grab some cigarettes uh, ordered them and um yeah, can I get a lighter as well? And yeah, can I get some condoms? <laughs> just or? yeah, just being casually. Oh yeah, while I'm buying all this other crap, just throw in a pack of condoms. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. the service stations, that sort of thing, behind the counter. Yeah. Anyways, and he grabs the cigarettes, mm. and he turns to me. And he, he goes, "Oh, what size did you want?" Mm. And I looked at him, mortified, and I'm like, wow. uh, Small average? Like, I don't know. I've never done this before. <laughs> and he held up two cigarette lighters and he goes, Do you want a big one or a small one? <laughs> oh my god, fathers, what have I done? Oh, that is gold. Oh shit. I was so embarrassed by that. I stood there and I just like, uh, oh, 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 you mean that? Oh my wow. god, fathers. And I found that condom. With that lighter, because I mm. I put one of them with the lighter as a keepsake to remember how embarrassing that was for this guy to be asking me, what size lighter do you want? And I'm thinking he's talking about what size my penis is. And that's what I answered. <laughs> and I didn't want to seem like a wanker. I didn't want to be like, mm. oh, extra large, man. Of course, extra thick. What are you talking about? Just look at me. What do you think I need? No, I'm not like that. I'm going to be a, a nerd about it and, and be all awkward and, and, and say the stupidest answer. <laughs> so I'm like, a uh, small average? <laughs> yeah, I found that lighter and that condom. It's now in the bin because I'm like, I, I don't need to keep that. Mm. I've, I found the keepsake. I remembered the memory. I've now 
put it down for history for everyone mm. to know what an absolute fucking loser I actually am in real life and as scatterbrain. Um, and yeah, so that's the kind of friends you've got, Gareth. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That is. Um, that I wasn't ex- again. Wasn't expecting that. <laughs> yeah. How do you think I felt? Yeah. I wasn't yeah. expecting that either. Was not expecting that. <laughs> That's just fucking thrown me completely. <laughs> next, next time someone says to you, what size do you want? That's the first thing that's going to come to your mind. It really is, yeah. What size do you want? Yeah, next time I order a coffee, I'm just going to... Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, no. I just... I can't believe I told that. That has to stay in the episode. <laughs> I think we need to leave that one in. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Nothing oh. as embarrassing in in the uh, yeah. the buying of the prophylactics has happened since then. Um that's I don't think. There's I I've raged against um self-service checkouts at at supermarkets since their inception. Except I really wish they had them when I was, when you're a, a younger man. <laughs> And then I wouldn't have to do the same thing. You'd go into Coles and you'd just buy all this other shit and yep. then a pack of condoms just and, you know, just because, yeah, it, it felt better if you were, you know, if there was three Cos lettuce and a, and a Mars bar. Yeah. You know. Well, and, it felt better when you had Durex. someone with you. <laughs> Full stop. Yeah. I think I just, I think it just used to walk through, turn bright red and just walk away. And back in those days, they didn't have a lot of guys yeah. on the on the checkouts either. So it was always girls, and yeah, it was the single most embarrassing thing ever. So no kids these yeah. days have got it so easy; they can just go and swipe it through the self serve one, and off they go. No one even knows. Oh man, kids these days, they don't know how easy they have it. Anyway, yes, this week we had a a very musical week. It was a very musical week. And you hopped into bed with The Pajama Game, I believe. The the Pajama Game. That's the game we love. The Pajama Game. We are proud to be in The Pajama Game. I love it. Which is is what you sang when you gave it to me, and I had no idea what you were singing. Yeah, Um, and now I'm sure it's an earworm. There's a few earworms out of this one. Anyway. Okay, so I wrote something on this one mm. for a change. Mm. I nearly choked on my coffee. Yeah. I just, sometimes I scribble stuff down, but this time I actually wrote something. And oh, wow. so I completely broke the rules. I, I did listen to the original Broadway cast recording, but as yeah. it was also adapted into a movie, I watched that. I found yeah. it and I watched it. Oh, cool. I have it on DVD. Oh, what a nerd I am. Nerd. Okay. So. <laughs> Doris Day. Doris Day. Okay. Hey. I'm going to get to Doris Day later. Anyway, so I watched the movie and I've based all my review and opinions on the movie. Okay. Not the... And they're pretty much They're pretty much the same. They're Apart from, as you mentioned, Doris Day. So that was Janice Page played Babe Williams on Broadway. And for whatever reason, I don't know, um, she... The rest of the cast went over into the movie and she was replaced by Doris Day. And I didn't realize Janice Page, she's still alive. She's 98. Oh, wow. Good for her. Speaking of, just to um, no, interrupt, uh, a shout out to my um, my mm. second cousin, mm-hmm. Kay, who 101 Holy years crap. old, um, oh. passed away a, a, about oh. a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. 
Um, and I just thought, while you're bringing up really, mm. really old people, 98 years old, that to make it to yep. 101 after COVID. Yes, good for her. Good for her. Um, we, we we met her, I think I met her twice, uh, obviously very, very old, but mm. lives in Canada. Okay. Um, so just uh, good on you. Good uh, on you, Kay. Kay. Or Auntie Kay. I don't know what and I was meant to call you. Um, I spoke on the phone to her a couple of times. But the thing is, even at 100 mm. years old or 98, 99 mm. years old, as soon as she found out that I had written novels, mm. she bought them. Hey. I don't know if she <laughs> read them. That doesn't matter. Just give me the money. No, it's not even that. It's it's what a beautiful gesture. Like That is. She lovely. could drop dead tomorrow and yet she's still worried about buying my books. And yeah. she lasted three years i think extra so and she probably got she would have got the hardback too i'm guessing because at 100 she probably hasn't got a kindle i don't know um i, I to be honest i don't remember because i think it mm. was it was either just the first one or the first and the second one okay um but i felt i felt too bad to call her up mm. and say hey do you want to buy my third one as you well know there's a third one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i feel like i feel really <laughs> rude doing that did she did she get a letter from the queen when she turned 100. I'm yeah. sure she would have. Because yeah. apparently that's that's a I'm thing sure in she Commonwealth have, countries yeah. and Canada's still part of the Commonwealth, eh? It is. So, yeah. It is. Anyway. Yes. Uh, so. Yeah, anyway. So, so back, back to, to the pyjama yeah, so game. Janice Page, so. not quite 101 yet, but 98 and still still going. So, yeah. any, anyway. Good for her. So, it's billed as a love story slash romance set in a pyjama factory, hence the pyjama game, because they're all in the pyjama game. But there's actually a lot mm-hmm. more to it. It's essentially a movie about a fair day's pay for a fair day's work. And honestly, mm-hmm. I wanted to write it off straight away, as I did with the last 1950s musical you forced <laughs> upon me. And to be honest, the first listen was a struggle for all those same reasons that I went over with um, with Can Can, so I won't. You know, I won't regurgitate them again. It's Good. just that, you know, that <laughs> that 50s musical sound that used to send me screaming from the house, you know, during the Saturday matinees and made me want to go outside yep. and get some fresh air um, and then get too much sun and get burnt. Anyway, but, <laughs> you know, I sit down and listen to it and I watch the movie and, you know, much like the constipated accountant, I worked it out with a pencil. Sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I figured, I figured it, it out. out. That's the first thing because that's actually um, that's my girlfriend's favourite joke. And as soon as I heard "figured it out" with a pencil and a paper, I just cracked up, and I thought I have to write something in there. So there it is. Anyway, mixed in with the union propaganda, there's a there's a few love stories. The first one, the main focus is between Babe and Sid, who's uh, Babe's played by Doris Day in the movie, and it was Janice Page and the mm-hmm. thing. And Sid's played by, I don't know. Okay. Anyway, I just found this a bit creepy because Sid is (laughs) like a lot of the guys in this movie. He's a a fucking bully. First thing is he he like, he's just demanding shit from his subordinates and he pushed this dude over, which I'm thinking, dude, that's instant dismissal. But it's, you know, it's 1957 or whatever the hell it is, 54. Anyway, so he gets away with being a bit of a bully. But because he's a bit of a bully, he does come to the attention of Babe Williams, who's on the, you know, the committee for, I can't remember what this committee was called, committee for grievances. Grievances. She was on the grievance yeah. committee. So there's a there's a whole bit. And yeah, since, since he's just creepy and overbearing and he, and he basically like takes one look at her and decides, yep, you're going to be my girl. And, <laughs> you know, he essentially wears her down. 
So, and I don't know. I don't know if I'm just being a little bit oversensitive um, because of the way arrogant men are uh, and the way they're treating women at the moment. That could just be me. Possibly, yeah. Yeah. I think I might I might be a yeah. bit, but looking at, you know, 1954 or this, I think this movie came out at 57. It's just sort of a little bit, yeah, guys, this is, this is not right. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, Babe gives in and the romance blossoms while they're at the company picnic, um, which is, you know, the once in a year day. So they all, you know, there's the, the boss gives them a thing. And, and that's where we find out about Vernon. Now, Vernon's a bit of a knife thrower, also drinks a lot. So Vernon, he has a romance with Gladys and she is way out of his league and he knows it. So he spends most of this movie jealous and paranoid. So Vernon's party trick is throwing knives. And after the um, quite scary sort of um, once a year day part at the at the picnic where he's throwing knives and um you know pretty badly because he seemed a bit drunk i think he was drunk anyway this is where i went the vernon the vernon character is where i went what the actual fuck because while trying to they're trying to get a seven and a half percent pay seven and a half percent pay rise and sid goes in even though he's like the manager or he's, you know he's a supervisor type thing he goes into bat for the staff and he takes Gladys out and gets her on the gets her on the booze because he wants to get the key to the safe so he can get the boss's ledger out and so he can run the numbers and, and show the boss that he can actually afford the, the pay rise. Anyway, Vernon's wandering around. He sees Gladys out with Sid and loses his shit. Sid bails. Um all this shit goes on and there's a scene where Vernon is literally stalking Gladys. They're in a they're in a storeroom sort of warehouse full of creepy mannequins because much like clowns, all mannequins are creepy. Mm-hmm. And he's <laughs> fucking throwing knives at her. Like <laughs> and I'm going Wait a minute. What the hell? This d- <laughs> This dude, and I'm laughing now, but I was, I was literally, I don't think I've ever been so stunned at, you know, this happy-go-lucky musical and, and it's all a little bit funny and, you know, it's, it's but... Very naive. Yeah, yeah, yeah very naive because, you know, and it's and the times, but I'm thinking this dude is literally throwing knives and he ends up, <laughs> he ends up throwing knives and, and one just misses the prez, which is the, the owner who, because he's a self-obsessed dickwad just decides that you know the mafia is out to kill him and that he's been sent a hitman i i seriously i i was stunned that 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 made it into the movie because he went from sid for me not sid vernon went from goofy kind of paranoid you know jealous bit of a you know bit of a dick but nothing to worry about in into a stalky knife throwing serial wannabe serial killer so <laughs> that was that that I got triggered, man, big time. So anyway, <laughs> triggered by the pajama game. By the pajama, and the, I keep looking at it, going, "It's the pajama game," and with a really creepy scene in a in a storeroom basement, <laughs> um, and it, it's all a little bit silly. And you know, in the end, Sid finds the money. He basically blackmails the boss 
to get um, when they're at their unions holding a rally and they're all going on strike. And he blackmails the boss to give them their seven and a half cents pay rise. Yeah. And there's a big song and dance to the finale. And at the end, they're all in their pajamas and they're all, you know, everyone's happy. And it's everyone all sort of. Everyone you know, lives happily ever after. Everyone lives happily ever after. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It was, and I have to say, I don't, I don't, I don't can't think, of, I can't name another Doris Day movie, but. Calamity Jane, there's one. Okay, I haven't seen it. Um, Janice Page absolutely runs rings around Doris Day. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I think she, I think her her performance on Broadway and uh, against Doris Day is like, dude, she's just, she's all over it. Um, so not sure why she got replaced. Anyway. It happens. What did I think? Oh. Yeah, what did you think? Look, again, it was a bit surprising because it was, there was a serious story about inequality and, you know, let's, you know, seven and a half cents. What the hell is that? Um, so that, that, that whole thing, that was quite serious. And then, you know, and they chucked in this, <laughs> a couple of love stories and, uh, and it was all very, it was all a bit silly. I don't know. I, do you know what? I, <laughs> I was going to give it more, but based on the, on Vernon's fucking creepy stalky knife throwing, <laughs> it gets two stars. But is that even in the stage version? I don't. Well, that's why I said it. that's why I said at the start of this I broke the rules, and um, well, that's not fair. You're punishing the Broadway version for the movie version. No. I can't. No, because well, yeah, I, I saw I saw um, a semi-staged well, version. There is a um, <clears throat> yeah. So anyway, yeah, it gets it gets it gets two stars. Oh. Well, even yeah. with. Some familiar songs in there. Surely you know. I don't know if I heard any familiar songs. Dun 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 dun. Uh, Hernando's hideaway. Hernando's hideaway. See, I don't know. I didn't. That know. was turned into a pop song. Oh, was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Debella Morgan. I think her name was. Come and dance with me. Oh. Okay. That was a that was a weird scene too. Uh, and Steam Heat. No, I didn't know that song either. And that went on for too long, to be perfectly honest. Ah, I would have thought you would have known at, at mm. least one of the songs from being pop standards. No, I did not. Oh, two stars. So, I mean, I, I two, did expect you to hate it more. It sounded like you, you found it more intriguing because there was so much more to it than just a love story. Oh, I did. And to be perfectly honest, if I hadn't watched the movie, I probably would have... I would have got there eventually, I think. Yeah. Um, it's a catchy the, song. You know, the seven and a half cents, which is a, doesn't, you know, the actual yeah. song. Seven and um, a half cents doesn't buy a hell of a lot. Seven and... Sorry. <laughs> They're mm. catchy. Can't help it. Catchy songs. So, But no, no. There's, it's just weird. It's just weird. I don't know. You, you put a knife-throwing paranoid... You know, dude with a drinking problem. Um, yeah, I that's a whole different. Vaguely remember the knife throwing from the production I saw, <laughs> it's, but not not okay. in the basement of the store. Not in the basement at, at the carnival. I think it was that he was throwing knives at the yeah. carnival, and Babe stood in front of the uh, in start, front of the board with a with an apple on her head and said, "You know, throw the knife." And he was that's right. You know, he'd had a few under his belt by then, so that was a little bit. Was a bit scary, but um, yeah, not not sure why they decided to 
turn him into weird stalky dude just throwing knives in the in the basement because yeah. she gets told in Hernando's hideaway it's like Vernon's coming and he's got knives and she's off a trolley and she goes he's always got knives and I'm thinking this is not a good thing anyway so you kind of liked it but it creeped you out with the knives <laughs> oh yeah yeah I just thought this no that's just wrong why would you put that in there so and you know and the music I because I don't I don't like the music because that that kind of music as I said that that just kind of great. What about me. I'll never be jealous again? That that's a cute song. Yeah, I don't know. I'll never be jealous. I'll never be never 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 be jealous again. Oh it goes, I don't remember, I'm tired. Uh mm. and her is mm. that's cute. Okay. Her is a kind of gal that drives a fella bats, isn't her? Her yeah. is. See, her her is it's just it's no It's cute. Because it's it's not it's not cute. It's it's very poor grammar. As well, oh, so well, he's working in a. Fa- oh, no, I won't. I won't say that. My parents worked in factories their whole lives. Yeah, in a pajama factory. I think my mum might have done that once. But really? anyway, um, with all their mad mad sewing skills, I think so. I'm going to yeah. ask her. So when I when I saw mm. this, uh, I think it was mm. 2007 or it might have been 2006. It was in a season. The production company. Here in Melbourne, they do semi-staged concert versions of musicals, and they often do ones that are a little bit rarer or haven't been done in 20, 30, 40 years. Mm. And this year they did three musicals that I hadn't Mm. seen and I hadn't heard. I didn't know anything about them. Uh, And I think this was the first one. And I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really funny. Mm. It was silly. It was daggy. It was naive. But what I didn't like about it, um, and I know I'm not the only person who feels this way, is the first act is like an hour and 20 minutes long. Mm. And then act mm. two is about 20 minutes long, 25 minutes long. So there's uh, this... okay. Yep. It's really outbalanced. Um, and I can't remember what I was doing. At, I think I was doing a show at the time when I saw mm. it. So I had been at a late rehearsal the night. I think I'd been at a tech rehearsal the night before. So I was ruined. Mm. I was absolutely ruined. And about an hour into the first act, I started drifting off to sleep. Oh, see, I I understand that entirely. Yep, completely. But not not actually falling oh. asleep, but just sort of that thing where you start your head starts falling forward, your eyes you fall asleep, and then you wake up and you suddenly jolt yourself mm. awake. I kept kept doing that. Um, and it was for that, I think it was for that, because of that reason, mm. it was because that first act is so incredibly long oh. that you're sitting through it and, and you, you, you're antsy to get up and, and have a bit of a oh, break, yeah. but then you, you come in for act two and it's over before you know ah, it. Okay. Yep. Yep. So yeah, it, that, that's, to, that's the only complaint I had really. Yeah. To be honest, I think the movie was a little bit like that too. It did spend a long time, um, kind of setting things up and it's a musical so they've got to sing all the songs and then when it sort of came to the crunch it all happened very quickly so yeah yeah that was a little bit but um to, and to, look that's that's very to, much where musicals have gone right that now they can set up the whole story everything a character wants and is within one song within yes. one opening yes, song yeah. and then the story can mm. go on we're not wasting like an hour on introducing everybody and who they are. Yes, you know that, that, that's musicals have done, has learned to do that really well. Mm. I think over mm. the years to 
sort of knock out that initial exposition. Uh, this is who I am. This is what I want. I'm waiting for my life to begin. And once I sing this song, my life's going to start. Yes, because, yeah, anyway. Anyway, we should move on. We should move on because hmm. um, clearly you didn't have reverence for the pyjama game. No, no reverence, but I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you had great reverence for the, uh, for the next one. Yes, you gave me an album this week. Let me. Um, mm. Tell me about you it. You gave me Park Driveways Revidence, <laughs> Revidence, Reverence. Park, Park. You meant Parkway Drive. Yeah. Anyway. Whatever. You, 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 potato, potato. Yeah. So you gave me, and and these are an Australian band. They are. Possibly one of the biggest heavy Australian bands currently. So anyway, yeah, would yeah, you like to I hear my to review? <clears throat> I wanted to hear this review from the moment I set oh, you really? the album. Oh, you've never mm. said that before. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't usually. Like I don't no. care. And I, Normally I don't, I don't care, care, but no. I don't want to hear I'm what starting... you got to say, Aaron. I don't fucking care. I'm gonna hear it anyway. Just tell it to me. I don't care. That's what I have wow. to put up with every week. You're Sorry. Your, yeah. Wow. Your impressions of me are terrible. Well, that was technically my impersonation of my mum. Oh, great. <laughs> okay. Not sure how to take that one, but anyway. Uh, with a grain of salt. Okay. Anyway. When I first saw the... Ugh, whatever. So I pressed play on the vinyl, but Wishing hmm. Wells had me wishing for a different album. The next song, Pray, is wrongly spelled with an E. That's not how I pray for a different album. But thankfully, mm. Absolute Power was a nice change, as this time I longed for just that, Absolute Power to change the album. The next track turned all Da Vinci Code on me, and with a name like Cemetery Bloom, it left me jealous. Sadly, however, it didn't leave me for a different album. Mm. Jokes aside, I didn't hate this moody track, but seriously, mm. cheer up, emo kids. <laughs> Which, hang on, I need to put my camera on quickly. Oh. Hang on. Okay. This is an audio this is an audio podcast, so it's you know. I know. This is mm. for you, not for them. Yeah. Okay. Hang on. Can you see me? I can see you. Cheer up, emo kid. Says Aaron's t shirt. Yeah. Yay. I'm I'm wearing a Caligula's horse T-shirt, but anyway. Oh, are you? yay! Oh, they cheer need up, to cheer kid. up, my kids too. No, I'm kidding. Yep. Shout out to Caligula's horse. I nearly called him Caligula Gray, but that's mm. Jim Gray. Um, it is okay. I'm turning that anyway. camera off. Anyways, Parkway need to cheer up. Yep. Is this is in what? The void. Cemetery bloom. Yeah. yeah. The void, however, is exactly mm. where I wish I was, away from this album. With a different one. Wait, as the chorus hits, have I heard this song before? Or am I just slowly going insane from all this devil music? (laughs) Probably the latter. Anyway, I'm hungry. What was I saying? Mm. Alright, why didn't you pick a different album, Gareth? Oh. My Panadol budget has tripled, you fuzzy-headed football. I Hope You Rot is the next track. Which is funny, because I hope you pick a different album next time. (laughs) Turn the page. Mm. Shadow Boxer was another gloomy song. Lyrically and musically, 
but also has an erroneous name for I would prefer to be unboxing a different album. Mm. The thump, thump, thump of In Blood was inviting, but unfortunately, it means that there isn't a different album in Spotify. Kronos was next, as in chronological, as in time period, or time itself, or time to pick a new album, period. Mm. But then we arrive at the finale, the aptly name The Colour of Leaving. Mm. Colour me impressed. A title of a metal song actually fit its placement of an on an album? <laughs> wow. But unsurprisingly, mm. that is the only positive impression that I had from this album, which ultimately, as a whole, left me wondering why you chose this one and not a different album. Mm. Uh, do you not want to win? <laughs> the songs often confused me, feeling like they couldn't commit mm. to either clean nor unclean singing, and too mm. often the rackety growls clashed with some genuinely melodic moments in the music. Sadly, this wasn't enough to leave me with any sort of reverence for Park Drive Way, except perhaps for the cover, which uses a painting by 16th century Flemish Baroque artiste Peter Paul Rubens, not to be confused with 20th century American artiste Peter Paul and Mary. I'll give them one star. Plus an extra half a star if they promise not to punch me for that review. Punch Gareth. (laughs) He's the one who gave it to me. I gave it to you. He's the pariah. He's punchable. This this is... Now, I gave you this because this is probably Park... If you're not a Metalcore fan, this is Parkway Drive's um, probably their most accessible album if you're outside the Metalcore genre. And... Winston McCall, who's the vocalist, has there's more clean vocals in this than he's ever done before. But I, I, so, I, it felt like they did, couldn't decide whether or not they wanted to go in and out of it, or it was just such a strange blend. It really was. Yeah, they they kept. Look, I love this. When I oh good, I'm glad this, you do. When I heard this in 2018, and I was not a huge Parkway fan. When I heard this, I, I listened to it and it was one of those there's a few albums that have done this to me and I put it on and I put my headphones on and I listened to it start to finish and I took a breath and I started again um, because it was just, I just thought it was so fucking good. So I can um, see why you think it's good, but mm. again, like <laughs> we've talked about before, there is this disconnect when... It's all rah, 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 rah. Mm. It's, and it's not mm. like musical theatre where, like in um, Jesus Christ, it's got the, this Jesus must die. You've got the real deep singing, uh, um, the real deep bass, but, or whatever it is, I've fucking forgotten. Um, but it's not, uh, It's you can hear what they're saying. It's not indecipherable. Or, mm. um, well, it's, yeah, oh my God, you, I'm forgetting everything. It's All the words... Yeah, again, it, the vocal, the unclean vocals, you need to sort of tune your ear to it to to understand it, to be honest. So, yeah, I, I wasn't, I thought you might like Prey, because I, I mean, because I do. I think it's, it is a great sing-along bit in, in Prey, um, and it's a real bit of a foot stomper. But anyway. Is that um, the one that I, I commented that sounds familiar? No, that was The Void. Where have I heard The Void? The void? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, um, 
Maybe in Vikings because it's got a kind of the Vikings. Anyway, no, I haven't watched that. Yeah. Okay. I, I um, it it look the void. No, the void is. And I'm going to say this, and you're going to say no, it's not. But it has got a little bit of a stadium rock. Yeah, it, it. it is a stadium kind of a, anthem. That's yeah, why it felt so, so familiar. Which is very Unparkway Drive because they, you know, they're not really a sing along kind of band. Oh, what a shame! <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Might be uh, breaking them out around the campfire with the ukulele. I'm guessing. Um, mm, yeah, not uh, a lot of ukulele in that one. I, I'm. Glad to see they're successful. Like they are. I yeah. I was wrapped for that. Um, because you know, like it, it's always Australian bands, and you got to support mm. them. And mm. um, you know, when when a lot of times when Americans hear I'm from Australia, the first thing they say is, "Oh, like ACDC." Yeah, that's so like boring. well, no, I think they were born in England actually. Uh, but yes. <laughs> <coughs> yep. Um, or Scotland. Yeah. Bon Scott was born in Scotland, wasn't he? He he was. And um and or is yeah. it just that his name's Scott? No, um, Ronald oh, Belford bon. Scott. So yeah, he was no, he was born in Scotland and buried in Fremantle. Yes. So there we go. Which is which you know pre-COVID was a pilgrimage um, that many hard rock and heavy metal fans would take when they came to Western yeah. Australia and they'd go and see. Go and see his grave and pay respects, and then hang out at his statue and um, get their photo taken. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm not the type to do that. I would for Buddy Holly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where's Where's he buried? Um, born in Lubbock, died in Iowa, Clear Lake. That was uh their last gig, the winter dance party. Anyways, we well, should I, we I, should um we should ask one of our future guests about that. Yes, we should ask. We we might perhaps have somebody coming up who has mm. maybe played Buddy Holly yeah. professionally and maybe inspired one of us to mm. to chase after everything they've um accomplished in life, let's just mm. say that. So who knows, one of us may have a childhood hero come onto our show very soon. Mm. We don't know anything yet. Um anyway. Yeah, no, I was I was glad to see that like successes and stuff. Mm. Yeah, this um, look, and I had I've my... heard of them. But yeah, had heard them. Yeah, heard them. Not, yeah. not this, really this is, my thing. This is my this is my slow introduction for you into metalcore, and there is um, there's a few more to come up. Oh, is so, there? Yeah. What what does metalcore mean? Could you explain that to all the Team musical members, the team musical, and well, all the uh, troglodytes out there who <laughs> don't know what the yeah. fuck does metalcore mean. So it's a it's a combination of clearly hardcore and metal. So really, yeah. So it's the hardcore style vocals, and that musically it's different to heavy metal as well. Um, but it's the hardcore style vocals mixed with traditional metal, thrash metal kind of music. So it's more if it's yeah, it's it's if you've got those. Unclean vocals, then you um, with the you know, with the down tune guitars and the breakdowns and 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 that sort of thing. Then you you know, you fit squarely in the in the metalcore. And I could tell you, Perth's metalcore scene and Australia's metalcore scene is huge. And it I don't 
I'm not a I'm not a huge fan. I'm I'm very selective on my on my metalcore. Um, but I will. You go to a, a metalcore gig in Perth, and it'll be you know it'll be packed. The kids the kids love it. Um, kids love it. Isn't Death in Bloom metalcore? <clears throat> Wouldn't they be? Yes, they are. Yep. And thank you very and much, guys, for the theme, but also Brave Today. Wouldn't they also? Brave Today definitely fit in the metalcore. Wow. I've learned yeah. something, and then I've exercised my knowledge in a sentence. <laughs> I would like to hear Winston McCall, if that is, in fact, his real name, do some training. And like I'm going to say about Jim Gray in episode 27... And you're going to be all offended, but me and the guests are going to be like, now hang on a second, mister. We know what we're talking about here. They are different styles of singing. So if he was to get some mm. yeah. some classical yeah. training, or not necessarily classical <clears throat> singing training, but you know mm. what I mean, like some traditional training, he might have a really fucking fantastic voice underneath all that, that growl and that, that grime. And that grit, <laughs> but I don't know because I, I, as I say, it just I didn't go in and out. It didn't go. It didn't stay there long enough for me to be able to go. Mm. I can place him here, or I can hear him doing this show, or <laughs> I can hear him even doing this cover or this yeah, style yeah. or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I mm. there wasn't enough for me to latch mm. onto and yeah. and get a good I, I, grasp of of what he probably could have. So I, I can see that there's potential there. I just don't know what potential there is. Almost certain Winston's pretty happy doing what he's doing. Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm yeah. not telling him to stop. Hmm. Well, actually, okay. no, I am telling him to stop. Yeah, stop, stop with Herrera. And, and as, as I said, this is he's put more clean vocals in this than any other Parkway album. So it surprised me. Yeah, it, And it always surprises me when these guys and girls sing clean. And I go, wow! It doesn't surprise me. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty amazing voice. Also, I I can't I can't sing unclean. Um, I've never tried. I have tried to, and I it's I'd need to be. It's a whole different way, and it's not it's not my thing anyway. So, yeah. But I always have respect for the guys that can do this and um and keep going. So. Well, mm. from what I've heard, you can't sing clean either. Mm. No, I'm kidding. It's, it's me who's boom tish. I really need a. I need a. Um, I need a rim shot button. Um, God, yeah. it's been a long while since I've had one of those. Where it is? <laughs> I was. I. I really didn't want to use the term, but you know, what else is there? Boom tish. Boom tish. All right. So a, a so drum snare. A ju- drum snare. Yeah. Anyway, Couldn't what did you? What I've forgotten. What did you end up giving? One and a half. One and a half, which is well, I gave them a one, but a half a star if they promise not to punch me. Mm. Yeah, they don't need that on their conscience. No, I don't think they're they're not they're not fighters. Although Winston looks a he looks like a bit of a tough guy. Does he? I don't know. Yeah, Um, he's a big guy. Big guy, lots lots of tattoos. I think. Yeah, as I said, I didn't hate it. Mm. I well. Yeah, I've got some stuff coming up that you're going to hate, but yeah, this. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't didn't hate it. I just I didn't know where it fits. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Or at least yeah. I can't find like a lot of what we've listed, like Stuck Mojo. I I know where that fits. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you told us where to fit it. So I did. I made that <laughs> very known. Um, 
But uh, you know what I mean, like. To, mm. But I I could see where that has its its place within the genre, or it even in the music, even though it was awful. Yeah, no, I just it it I I. I felt like I was in a boat and it's rocking from side to side. I couldn't decide whether or not it wanted to stay on the left side or stay on the right side. So it just keeps rocking back and forth. And meanwhile, I just got seasick. Yeah. Okay. Park driveway you, made you me seasick. seasick on the, on the park no, I'm kidding. I didn't want it. <laughs> but it wouldn't be. But it wouldn't be the first time. No, no. Okay. Anyway. There. Yeah, no, I just I felt indecisive. Yeah. It was me at the video shop trying uh, to decide yep. what to rent. Okay. Do you remember those good old days when you'd spend an yeah. hour and a half in there trying to yep. decide? And be like, dude, we just lost our fucking time. All right. Um, okay. Didn't have no reverence for, for Parkway Drive. No, I, I, mm. I, I didn't have reverence mm. for this album, sorry. I didn't hate it, but I, I've liked others more, I think. And you totally missed my Peter Paul Rubens joke. Peter Paul and Mary. No, I got it. I just didn't laugh. That was funny, though. Okay. I thought it was funny. I wrote that this morning and, and had a giggle. Okay, I just thought it was obvious. I could see it. You, you telegraphed that one for a while. But anyway, on that note, on that note, we should we should wrap things up. We should wrap it up in a neat little package. A neat little package. Um, um, and I, I just want to say to the people out there, don't forget you know to rate and review us. Leave a comment on whether it's Apple Podcasts or it's your Android podcast or whatever podcast you use if there's a spot to rate and review us give us five stars leave a comment it's how people find us also you can check out thrash and treasure at thrash and treasure on twitter which is just about 100 percent aaron i will not be held responsible for that twitter account like our facebook page it is facebook.com forward slash thrash and treasure there's lots of fun going on there we've also got at thrash and treasure on the instas so we've got Everything covered. Almost. I'm at not Gareth on the Twitters. Come and say hi. Tell me what you love. Tell me what you hate. Uh, check out the Tonneson Tales. Google Tonneson Tales. Go to Tonneson Tales. What is it? Tonnesontales.com. Yeah, that'd be good. The Tonnesontales.com. Tonnesontales.com. And buy the books. There's three of them. One, two, three. Yes. It's a trilogy. Well, technically, there's okay. four. Because there's the three standalone mm. novels, and then there's the fourth edition, mm. which is all three in one. Yeah. And I did change a few things and added a okay. few things. And Here's one thing. Yeah, you know, mixed it up a little bit for, for people who get that version. Actually, my, my nephew that I've been raising, he's one of the people at his school found out that one of the teachers or office ladies found out that mm-hmm. I wrote a book and she bought a copy of the yeah. first one Okay, and sort of went into the classroom and was like, oh, did you hear that? that I'm not going to say his name, but his, name. Yep. his uncle has written a novel. So the teacher then asked, can they read it to the class? And they mm. did, you know, that, that, that was all fine. And then the next year she brought a copy of book two. Mm-hmm. And just yesterday I got asked if she could buy a copy of book three. Hey. Um, and could I take it down to her? Wow. I've never met her. Okay. I've never met her, and I, I, I did say all along, I would rather go down when she's finished mm. and find out what she thought, mm. as opposed to going down halfway through. Does that make sense? Because I yeah. don't, don't know her personally, um, and I probably seem very rude, because I mm. haven't gone down and, and said thank you or anything mm. like that, but that's sort of why I was waiting 
because with with people who do read, especially the first two, have a lot of questions for me about what's mm. coming next and stuff like that, and mm. I prefer to avoid those. Yeah, this, um, this way there's this way you just read the book and there's no more questions. Exactly. Mm. Don't don't waste time. Just read the books. Read um, the book. But you know, so I, I I am very 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 grateful to her. Her name's Wendy. Um, she was the first person who I I had never met myself. Like I I, ne- I don't know her at all. But she bought a copy of my book, so I guess that's my first fan. I don't know. It's not. She's just a lady at the school. But no, I am very very grateful. So I'll, I will get that down to her. Um, but we need to swap albums. We do. We do. Okay. Next week we have a guest on. We have we joining us yeah. from the Australian company of Come From Away, Mr. Doug Hansel, who hey. you may remember from episode 15, where both Steffi and I embarrassed ourselves about him. Well, that apparently got his attention, and now he's going to be on our show next week. So, hey. God help us all. Doug Hansel. I mean, Hansel. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Um, yeah, so we'll be doing Titanic Ooh. the Musical, which he had done at the Charing Cross Theatre mm. in London. And he he's listening to the self-titled Masterpiece, Lamb of God. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I've I've got I've got a ship and an iceberg. You've got Lamb of the Gods, and that would that would be it, I think. I've been Gareth, that's been Aaron, you at home. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Stay safe and see you next time. Hooroo. Awesome. Like quicksand!